All right. Um, well, friends, uh, today is a little bit different of a sermon. In fact, uh, I will not be preaching, but rather I'm joined by four wonderful people um, because today we're talking about community. And who better to talk about community than community? Uh, we have been in a series for the last five weeks now called Our Shared Journey. And we've been talking about a, uh, our vision statement here at AUMC. Uh, a vision that was developed and discerned by this community, this people, uh, about four years ago. One that we believe in many ways God has created us to be, and yet in other ways God is still creating us to be. It is both real and aspirational. And um, we've talked about the five C's. We are a creative, constructive, forward-leaning Christian community committed to becoming more like Jesus Christ. And uh, we saved community for last uh, for a couple of reasons. One is because we knew that this kind of conversation would work really well to help uh, discuss quite literally what community means and why it's important. But then also in the liturgical calendar, in the Christian calendar today is Transfiguration Sunday. Uh, this is the Sunday that we remember the story of Jesus going to the mountaintop with a few of his closest friends, that, that intimate community that he had developed, where he was able to uh, reveal the true authentic self that he had come to, to be for the world and to be received as such in that intimate community. And so the theme of a transforming community seems to work well for us today. So I'm joined by uh, four folks who call AUMC home in different ways, and I'm going to ask them to start by telling us a little bit about yourselves. Uh, tell us your name, how long you've been here at AUMC, and how you, uh, how you find community or where you serve, what that looks like for you here. And Craig, since you uh, lost the bet of sitting right next to me, <laughs> they were working this out while walking up. Brandy was like, no! And so, Craig, you're first. Here you go. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Are we on? Okay. We are on. Okay. Um, so my name's Craig Howard, and uh, my husband and I have been here for about three years now. Um, and uh, I, I serve on the family ministry team, the liturgical team, and um, I'm also one of the co-leaders of Renew, which is um, a small group Sunday school that uh, we started. Uh, there was several couples that we just kind of had just joined and we're like, man, we can't find a place to plug in. And um, we're like, we want this community. And um, so we got into that and uh, it's, it's become a really good uh, group of people that we can come together and just you know, talk about. We've been, we had a great discussion this morning. Uh, Scott came and visited us. We've been talking about the Wesleyan tradition and what it means to be a Methodist, so yeah. Awesome, all right. Uh, my name is Brandy. We have been, Aaron and I and our two daughters have been here however long Elliot has been alive, so eight years. <laughs> She's waving. She was a literal tiny baby when we got here. Um, and I teach junior high Sunday school, so there's a lot to be learned <laughs> in that circle. They say very funny things. Um, we went, work in the room two class two, which was kind of a similar idea just a few years earlier of the same, a lot of people, a lot of people who um, maybe grew up in a more conservative or a background that they're trying to come out of and need a place to discuss kind of what that can look like. And so that's a big part of my life here at Arapaho. And then the young families group Beth and I run together, kind of just making space for younger families or families with young kids to connect to each other and spend time together and have babysitting where you can talk without little people running around. It's delightful. 
Oh, you have one. Look I at brought you. my own. <laughs> Everybody, uh, Bruce. Run from shots when I was little. My mom would have to run me down, and I almost bolted. But uh, <laughs> so I know a lot of you uh, have been coming here. I was these questions, you know, had us thinking a lot this weekend. At least I'm, I'm sure all of us up here. Uh, but 20 years ago, after uh, I, I married a Texas girl and we got married in a historic Methodist church, so I had to get interviewed by the uh, pastor, which is Kathleen Basketball, and I was like, whatever she is, I can get my head around that, mm-hmm. and uh, that eventually led to us here, so, uh, and my girls, Josie and Callianne, who are 10 and 12 now, were baptized up here and grew up in the day school, so, that's me. Hi, everyone, I'm Leo Sharp. Uh, I've been here seven years, although it seems I feel a lot longer. Um, I am currently the newest, one of the newest members on the leadership board. I participate in Journey Toward Racial Justice. I'm on the SAFE team, Seeker Sunday School, United Methodist Men, Austin Street, uh, Hamilton Park Food Ministries, and Network for Community Ministry. That's it? That's that's enough. (laughs) Leo, come on. Also, Leo, I I like your style. I feel a little overdressed currently, so I think I'm going to join you, actually, because it is Super Bowl Sunday, and even though we can't win a playoff game, you know, oh, Leo, look at us. My brother, yes, <laughs> matching sho- and, socks and, our, and everything. And our theme is there's always next year. There's so. always next year. God's grace flows abundantly, but the winds do not. Um, okay, so uh, what do you enjoy about serving, and how does serving affect your faith? Oh, I'll jump in because Cass- Pastor Kathy was signaling at me. I forgot the last uh, part of the question, so service-wise, I'll tail into that. You're but, good. Uh, yeah, over the years, I've kind of gone up and down in service, but like uh, uh, communications was a big one manager years ago when the church still had a newspaper and uh, <laughs> um, missions, that type of thing. Uh, but mo- most uh, recently or longest is the is the mobile ministry. So that's uh, tell us what that sure. is. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, the church has a bus out there. You've probably seen it, the shuttle that pulls up and tries to block you from walking off across <laughs> the uh, section there. And uh, that's, that's been, we've had that for, for uh, a long time at Arapahoe. Um, and it picks folks up that's, uh, that need a ride to church. So uh, that's uh, gone on for a long time. I call it the party bus. It is the party bus, and, and fortunately our van got stolen like right around the pandemic time, and so it was, it was a difficult van to get in and out of, so now we have a nice bus that uh, we bought from, I think, First United Methodist, and it's, uh, it's got doors that open, so you feel like a real bus driver. We love that denominational yeah. connection, don't we? Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, ser- service, uh, to answer that question, if I'm not butchering that as well, uh, I've been a part of two communities long-term in my life, and... Uh, the, the, the first one, like I really learned about the you know, service, how important that is not to like transform what you're trying to transform, but it's, it, it's also transform, transformative upon uh, yourself. And that, that's, uh, so uh, that's faith in action is, is uh, in, uh, important. Thank you, Bruce. Who wants to jump in? Leo's got it. So um, I, I grew up... Uh, poor, uh, and we were uh, not well fed. So a lot of my ministries, as you can probably tell, has to do with food ministries, making sure other people don't have to go through what I went through, to make sure there's food on the table, food in the house, no matter what it is. So uh, I, 
I deal a lot with a lot of food ministries. Hmm. How has serving in that way impacted you? I, I, I enjoy, well, uh, I like the feeling of others not being in the, where I was to be able to fulfill that in, in other folks. Hmm. Thank you, Leo. Um, I have the microphone, yeah. so I guess I'll take my yeah. turn. Um, <laughs> I think for me, it has always been important to me to make more space for more people. So things like Room 2 and Families Ministry, I feel like there's, there's no barrier to entry. You don't have to believe the right things or be the right type of person. There's just, I feel like there's always room for someone else to come and someone else to be a part of it. And that's always, I feel like I grew up in a lot of places that were, it was exclusive. You had to do it right. You had to look the right way or believe the right way. And so making it not that is very important to me. Um, and then I also really, really love teaching junior high kids because they are so funny um, and because they don't bring any like preconceived ideas to the table. So when you're like, Jesus exercised a demon, they're like, what? <laughs> like, and then you spend a lot of time talking about demons yeah. and why were there demons and were they demons and what are there demons now? And it's so fun because they're not trying to get the right answers and they're not trying to please you with, you know, checking the right boxes. They just want to know what you're talking about. Um, and is that really in there? And I just, I love that here it can be that way. They can say what they want. They can ask whatever questions they have and no one is like, you know, like, like that we don't, we don't have that. And yeah. I, that's very important to me. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so I think when we think about that, it's, I think about the means of grace that we talk about in the Wesley tradition um, and kind of moving closer to God, like building our relationship closer to God. And one of the things that I really love is, is a word called discipleship. And it's like really delving into, into things and asking hard questions and being able to learn from other people. So you talk about um, questions of demons and <laughs> renew. We can talk about questions of demons and be like, what does this really mean for us? And so it helps us to like grow when we can come together in a communal fashion and talk about the tough things like that. So for folks who are here for the first time, we talk about more than demons. I just want to be not in junior high. So <laughs> not maybe not in junior high, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um so uh, we talked about service, um, and, and yet also there's a lot to this church that is community beyond simply the ways that we serve. So let's talk about community, the, the, the friendships that you have found, the sense of community that you have been a part of or helped to develop. How has that, number one, how have you seen that lived out, and, and how has that impacted you as an individual? How has that transformed who you are in some way? Who wants to go first? I'll go. There we go, Craig. You've, <laughs> you've got in. a mic in your hand. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, I think finding a church home and finding a church community is really tough for all of us. But um, for being a member of the LGBTQ plus community, it's extremely hard to find somewhere where you can come in and actually be a part of the community and um, be accepted for that. Uh, so... Community's certainly important. Like finding the community here was a big deal for us and our family um, because not only do we feel accepted and feel like a place that we can not only come and be in, in worship but actually serve as well um, is a really big deal. And I think in addition to that, what we love about Arapaho is it, it's actually close to home. Um, and, you know, we have a 
almost eight-year-old, and uh, the fact that he can come and have community as well is a really big deal, um, because we haven't had a whole lot of that. Uh, it's funny because he has kids that um, worship here that also go to school with him, and that's a really big deal. Like, one day I, I went up to go have lunch with, um, with my son at school, and guess who was there having lunch with their daughter? Someone from this church. Mm -hmm. And so it was really good to have like, that connection. So there's, there's a community that extends here, but also extends outside of the church walls as well. Thank you, Craig. Um, so for me, that's, I have a very similar experience. I think I could maybe confidently say that before we came to Arapaho, we were on the verge of just being done with church in general. Like, we're, do we need this? Maybe not. Um, and thank God we came here because it has really been transformational. Um, just the relationships that we have, the friendships that we have, um, first of all. And, and, and just like anything, the longer you're there, the more you, life you live together, the more things you see people through. Um, and I, my apologies to Room 2 people who hear me say this every week, but the real thing for me that has kept me in it is the move from feeling like it's individual to it being communal. And the faith that I grew up in was very singular, very you, you get it right, you're very personal. And the move to it being about us and what we can do and taking care of us and each other and everyone else, that's the only reason I'm still here. And so community just my personal community but also the collective community is just it's it's everything i mean yeah. i don't i don't know what what any of this is if we don't have that wow yeah i i came here from a mega church and i think i knew maybe five people and the sanctuary held what five thousand people and i think i only knew five people and i sat in the same place every sunday and i knew the maybe three or four people around me so coming here I know, what, 30 times that, that amount of people, and it's more of a community here than in a place that professes, oh, we're, we're, a big, we're all about community, um, mm. where you only know five people. So I think here is a better example of getting to know folks and getting folks to know you. What, what kind of impact does that have when, when it's more than just the three or four people around you, but as you said, 30 times that, like what, what effect that, does that have on you as a, as a person? Uh, so I've been going through health issues, and everybody's been talking to me that knows knows my problem, and everybody, it, it's just so, I feel the warmth when people talk to me, mm. uh, and, and they know my problem, not just, hey, how you doing, or whatever, they, they actually know about me, and, and know what I'm going through, so it's, it's a big, it's a big thing for me. Yeah. Thank you, Leah. Bruce? Yeah, really good stuff. Um, and I think, you know, connection is for me where God works and uh, that that has connection with other people on an, on an honest and uh, sincere uh, plane and trying to work, you know, on something. The, you know, the group is always more powerful than the individual. And that's what I found here, which I didn't think I'd find in a, in a uh, religion. I was baptized Pentecostal, and that scared the heck out of me after I got out of my teenage years. No offense to any uh, current or ex-Pentecostals. It was, the, it was the Evergreen Christian Center in Olympia, Washington. It wasn't anything. <laughs> uh, 
Just name dropping. All right. Sorry, sorry. I don't know if they're still around. That was a Putting long, you on blast, long Evergreen. Time there we ago. go. But uh, yeah, it's uh, the the connection is in community, and that's I mean, in the 20 years that I've been here, off and on, mostly on, but a lot of off too. Uh, I've there's just beautiful people here, and um, you know we're all uh, working towards the same thing, and that's that's amazing. <laughs> thank. You. Bruce, thank you. So I want to talk about the community itself, because um, I appreciate each of you uh, sharing how it's affected you. But um, you know, seeing our vision statement as a trajectory and as a journey, seeing the community as being collectively on a journey, right? Um, how important, or why is it important, I guess, really, is the question. Why is it important that communities not only transform the individuals that make up that community, but be open to transformation itself as a community? And, and maybe even how have you seen this community open itself up to transformation or a community, yeah, in the church? Who wants that? I know that's like a big question. <laughs> Who's brave enough to start? <laughs> Bruce? Leo says, Bruce has been here the longest, okay, so he gets to I, kick us I just off. hope I don't speak. Why is it important that churches, let's start there. Why is it important that, that, that churches, that communities be open to transformation? Yeah, so uh, I hope I don't skew the rest of the answers. But I, I, don't, I don't know if I can answer it at that pinpoint, but I'll give you an answer to the Give me the answer the, you've got. The question. The right that, one. That yep. the, I think the notion of that uh, of being transformative, like I'm going to go transform some uh, some target, uh, is that comes with some condescension, right? Like the, that mm. something needs to be transformed, right. uh, and and taking that from like the individual to the power. You know, the more the the bigger the group, the more powerful if they're working together. And so I think it's even more important to be uh, uh, open to transformation on the inside, which you know to me. And, I, and I'm not good at any of this, but like, uh, you know, introspection at the individual level is super important, right? That's the, that's the uh, uh, I've grown up a lot in the last six years, which, you know, <laughs> and th that introspection at a community level is, is, is vitally important. And that's why I think we should be open to it because it takes, you know, regular uh, community level introspection to be open to criticism and, and hmm. uh, open to uh, feedback from within, uh, and uh, you know, I think that if that isn't isn't happening, um, th that uh, you know, that, that the community can can go off on the uh, wrong direction. Thank you, thank you, Bruce. So I, I think it's important that the church is transforming because our outside community, our neighborhoods, our country, our nation, is not stagnant. It's constantly changing. So we need to be able to transform or to catch up or keep in pace with the transformation that's happening outside of our church walls. Mm -hmm. We can't be stagnant. We can't do what's all, what we've always done. We've, or we'll, we'll just be in the same place. We need to expand our horizon. What's one way you see this church being open to that kind of transformation? Well, I think we talked the acceptance of, of all people, our, our open doors, our, mm -hmm. you know, we, we accept everyone. You know, mm -hmm. we're just not white Anglo-Saxon community here where look around there's there's more than just you know than just one type of person here thank you um I think I don't <laughs> I don't know what the point would be if you're not transforming um it feels like just doing what you've always done 
what, why? <laughs> I don't understand the point of that. But beyond that, I feel like our, I think we're supposed to be people who trust the Holy Spirit, who think there are new places to go and new ways to be. And part of, I think, the transformation of a group is listening to people who are drawn to, like, why, are, why do people come here? What are we doing that's drawing them? And also, what do they bring to the table? You know, what are we, if we're not transforming, we're not listening, we're not, you know, communal introspection, I think is a great phrase, because everybody who's here has something to offer, but if we're only limiting ourselves to who we already know or what we already know, then what are we missing? Because we're not making space for other people's thoughts and, and views, and what do they bring from the community they come from, their experiences? So I think it's, there's a real loss if you're not open to communal transformation. Yeah. In your time here, have you, have you noticed a, a way that this church has remained open to that kind of transformation? Yeah, I mean, you know, we were here, kind of like we were talking about, we voted to open our altar. Like, that was a huge move. I think everyone was, just that move from, yeah, we all agree with this, to we officially are making this public. You know, mm -hmm. kind of, I think some of it, and I think for individuals, too, to come in and think, I kind of think this, and then collectively was like, no, we all think this. Okay, mm -hmm. let's do this, you know? Yeah. And so the group lets you do that, where on your own, you might just stay put or have your own thoughts and think, am I right? Is this okay? I don't know. But the more you talk to each other, and then we are confident, and then you guys are confident, and then, oh, now we're all in this together. We yeah. can do something collectively that, you, like you said, you can't really do. Yeah, there's boldness in community. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll reiterate the... Uh, as, as they've all said, really, the diversity that we have here um, is, is something that makes our community thrive, I think. Um, you know, we ha have an all-sameness of seeking something, right? Seeking God's grace in some way. Um, but the ideas behind that is so diverse here. Um, and I think that's, that feeds into our community because... Um, it helps us to grow, uh, and I'll, I'll mention Renew again, like, when that group started, it was, you know, four couples, I believe, and we were all kind of oh, new, um, we had a lot of sameness, um, and as the years have gone by, that group has um, diversified drastically, mm -hmm. um, and we get new ideas from the people that come in, and it's real. The discussions that we have in there can be deep at times, and sometimes they can, you know, be surface level, okay. But the fact that um, we can be in that space and have community that we can say this is a safe space, we can share, we can, we can do, say the things, the hard things, and question the hard things. Um, but What's great about it is the community, uh, when we started that group, was that we didn't just want to come in and do Bible study. We wanted to have relationship. Mm -hmm. And we meet once a month um, outside of the church, just come together. We have dinner, do things. Um, and some of our really good friends have uh, been a part of that group. Like that's, we've, we've become very, we'll have them over for dinner. We'll reach out and say, hey, we're going to eat here. You want to go join us? Um, so the community has transformed us in, um, in our acceptance, in our, um, not only our love for uh, God, but our love for other people. I want to say thank you to each of you for being with me today. And I would hope that we can all share in that gratitude. Let's say thank you to our panelists for participating. You guys can get, you guys are released. You can take a deep breath. And um, 
I just want to close by, by offering this. So, um, as I said, community is something that we believe is real, and hopefully you've heard a piece of that even uh, during this panel discussion. And, and maybe it prompted in you um, an awareness of the way you appreciate community, or if you were newer here, um, or, or have yet to find that kind of community. Perhaps it prompts you to consider the ways in which that community could exist for you here, and, and I hope that it does. Um, but I hope that we also can see that uh, as we talked about the community being open to transformation, that the story is not over. You know, Transfiguration Sunday is a mountaintop moment in uh, the life of Jesus's ministry, but it's not the end of it. <laughs> um, it. It's a moment where that vision becomes more clear and his intimate community gets a better understanding as to what is to come. And so um, I hope that all of us can share in that sense of wonder about how God is continuing to uh, not just foster the community that already exists at AUMC, but to cultivate something that does not even yet exist. Um, and that's part of the richness that we get to catch up to. I love Leo's language of catching up to the transformation already happening. We get to catch up to the work that we believe and trust that God is doing um, through this place and through these people. And so once again, I want to thank um, the panelists for their participation. And I want to thank you for being the kind of church that doesn't just cast a, a, a vision statement that, that feels like something that's already been done, but cast something that sounds different and wild and weird, a creative, constructive, forward-leaning Christian community committed to becoming more like Jesus. That's a vision that we won't arrive to, and that's the good news, right? That's something that we can always pursue in new and deeper ways. And so I hope that uh, this time of reflecting and centering ourselves on our vision has been helpful for you as it has been for me. And mostly, I hope that you'll continue to pray for this community and wonder how the Holy Spirit may be sparking something new within you or within the communities that you participate in here. And so with that, 